Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, it's Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Today on Talking Trading, we get a gust of fresh air from two young millennials, Bryce and Alec, who after educating themselves about the share market, they decided to inspire other investing-hungry millennials, and they established their own podcast for beginner traders called Equity Mates. And in today's interview with Bryce and Alec, we discuss some of the unique pressures facing millennials in 2019. They are a different generation. There's no doubt about it. We look at their mindset around the markets and investing, and also some of the stocks which pipped their interest. They're young, they're fun, they're switched on, and I hope you enjoy their interview. And Louise Bedford today discusses a very important topic around money or the lack of it and the feelings of shame that brings up, and how to deal with it. Let's hear her wonderful insights now in MindPower. Many years ago, I remember going grocery shopping and getting to the front of the cash register queue, and I'd had a big shopping trolley load of things that I'd bought, except at that stage I hadn't paid for them. I gave across my debit card and the debit card was rejected. I looked in my purse, there was not a skerrick of cash in there and I had to work out what to do. Look, I'm not proud of this, but I ran. I picked up my purse and I got out of there. I left the entire shopping load just there in the supermarket and I never showed my face there again. There is nothing like the lack of money, for shrouding you in shame. And shame is such a pervasive emotion. Shame is how we've controlled the masses in the days when religion really ruled the roost. Shame is so significant. Embarrassment and humiliation, wow, I understand all of that can be aligned with your feelings of loss and your feelings of grief if you don't have enough money. That particular event was a turning point for me. My income had dropped, but my spending habits hadn't changed. Maybe you've been in the same boat at some stage. I want you to have a really good look about where your money is going. Are you overspending in some areas? Are you underspending in others like insurance? Have a think and look at all of the places where you're spending money and work out the areas where you need to make a change. 
I know it can be difficult if you have a spouse who is spending at a different rate than you are or if you have friends who are rewarding themselves where you feel deprived or perhaps you don't feel that what you're doing is actually showing as much as your friend's wealth. Yeah, I get all of that. But in the end, it's time to make some changes. I recently had a look at one of my traders' money flow and he earns one heck of a lot of money and it was all slipping through his fingers. He was actually in a financial crisis situation and when we really looked at it, his entire equity curve, if you like, of spending, where he'd earn the money, then he'd spend it, it looked like a wave file. It was deprive, 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 and then big splash out with spending. Then he would eat baked beans and he would eat canned spaghetti and then he'd buy something absolutely ridiculously expensive. What we're aiming for here is consistency. If you're serious about getting out of your financial funk, follow these steps, pay off your debt, build your trading equity and you'll still be able to enjoy a few of life's comforts and you'll be living what we call the trader's life. Hi, I'm Terence O'Dean, the Rudd Family Foundation Professor of Finance at UC Berkeley, and I like talking trading. Bryce and Alec produce a podcast called Equity Mates. For millennials hungry to join the investing journey, Bryce and Alex, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thanks for having us. I said Alex, but it's Alec with a C. My apologies. That's right. You're not the first person to to get that wrong. That's, That's absolutely fine. I'm very keen to be talking to a couple of millennials. Guys, Bryce and Alec, tell us a little bit about yourselves. How did you come to be doing what you're doing with the Equity Mates podcast? So uh, we we lived together at uni. We went to uni together down in Canberra and both got interested in investing, uh, started reading about it, but weren't really sure where to start, uh, what good resources were and where to go to sort of break down some of the investing jargon and uh, you know, trying to understand the metrics and the charts and all of that. We found that really hard. And speaking to some of our friends, there was um, there was a lot of difficulty out there and there was a lot of reluctance to get started investing because of it. Uh, so we, we were listening to a bunch of podcasts at the time and we sort of thought it would be great if there was a podcast that could help people like us, you know, young people, millennials, uni students or people who are in their first job and are just starting to earn some extra money. Uh, that it could help them get into the market and get in the market while they're young. So we figured, why don't we do it? And uh, Equity Mates was started in early 2017. Um, and from there, we've just tried to break down the world of investing from beginning to dividend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> beginning to dividend. Very nice. Guys, how old are you? I am 28 this year in May, Caroline. So, uh, yeah. Fresh out of y- yuppie, they say, young millennial. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite as fresh as we were a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, I'm thinking um, that's not so young. So... That's, that's quite mature to me. <laughs> <laughs> guys, tell us, from the beginning of your journey, what was the one thing that you wish you knew when you guys actually started investing? 
Uh, I wish I knew that there was going to be a GFC in 2008 and then a record-breaking bull run here preceding that. <laughs> no, I guess, I guess uh, for me, I wish I understood more the, the benefits of having a longer-term mindset and having a very consistent approach to investing um, that took away a lot of the emotion and decision-making because the compound effect over the last 10 years, if I'd had that approach, uh, I think would be doing me very well. What about you, Ren? Um, I, I wish I knew being lazy is a virtue in investing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would have made... It would have made for a lot less anxious starting if I knew just getting in early and letting the magic of compounding take take effect was all you really needed to do to grow your wealth over a long period of time. Just let me really get to know you guys. So you guys didn't get a degree in commerce or economics. Is that right? I, uh, not. I studied business and, and majored in economics, um, but yeah, haven't done anything formal with it since then really. Um, nothing for sort of applied finance or anything like that. So where did you guys pick up your share market education? So I think uh, that's the beauty of, uh, you know, the internet and technology these days. There, there's so much information out there and there's so many good books about investing. There's good podcasts out about investing that are really we're, we're self-taught. Like we've got, we've got a bunch of friends that are now interested in it. So we talk to each other about it and we read about it. Doing the podcast definitely keeps us on our toes and makes us um, stay up yeah. to date. But I, I think that's the the beauty of it, and that's one of the things that we try and get through on the podcast. That you don't need a finance degree to to get in the market and to do all right for yourself and to set yourself up for sort of you know be comfortable over the long term. And um, you know if if we can do it, these two idiots that didn't study uh, finance or investing, then anyone really can. <laughs> What's the one thing you thought about investing when you started the podcast that you now realise that you're wrong about? Um, I think that investing is about being right. I, I didn't really have a clear understanding that most people get it wrong most of the time and, you know, particularly professionals, you know, they don't necessarily always beat the market but it's when you do get it right that the, the dividends pay off, but you, you don't have to worry about uh, getting it right all the time. Bryce, did anyone tell you when you were younger that you had a great voice for radio and podcasting would be what you do? <laughs> they didn't, but I am now getting it more and more. <laughs> Sorry, Alec, you do I have do always too. wanted to be a voiceover. No. No, that's all right. That's all right. I, half the reason I do the podcast is just so I can listen to Bryce's voice. <laughs> Biggest hurdles. That listeners face you find when they're getting started what are they guys and why do beginners find investing so hard i think i think it's got to be the jargon it, it's got to be all of these terms and metrics that we use that make sense to people who are involved in the industry but for people who are just getting started it just turns them right off it tunes them right out and they just put it in the too hard basket and i think for, for some people, there's a reason, you know, like that, you know, certain people might want to use more jargon to make it sound more complicated than it is. And I think the the more we can break down the jargon and just show people how at, at its root what investing is, is investing in companies that will make money over a long period of time. I think I think the better it is for 
for everyone. I had this exact conversation with Louise Bedford this morning. We were discussing how the jargon repels people and it, it makes people reject the whole idea of investing. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Well, hopefully these two podcasts and, you know, the others that are starting up around us all help break down that jargon and uh, get let people access, the, you know, the greatest wealth creating machine that has ever existed, which is the stock market. Oh, I like that. That's good, guys. Use that. That's no jargon. What's one of the most interesting companies you've come across in the last 12 months? Ren, you take this away. I know you've got one ready for this. Yeah, well, I, um, I've i actually come across one that isn't publicly traded, well, at least isn't publicly traded yet, but I've, uh, I've come across it um, in my podcast job, and I thought it was really interesting. So the company's called Karma3, and um, what they do is they uh, are trying to solve two problems. They're trying to solve uh, the animal stock feed problem and the, the sort of low quality of that, and then also the food waste problem that we have in society. And so what they do is they take food waste from cafes, businesses, supermarkets and stuff like that and they feed it to black soldier flies and uh, then those black soldier flies have larvae and they turn that larvae into animal feed because there's a real issue with the quality of animal feed that we feed farm animals at the moment. Now I know uh, I'm talking to a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this larvae is uh, more nutritious and uh, has less disease, so you get better quality animals that are healthier uh, at at the other end as well. And so they're they're trying to solve two problems by using these uh, black soldier fly larvae that are native to Queensland. Uh, And I just thought that was a really cool use of... uh, you know, use of nature to solve two big problems. That's super cool, guys. <laughs> there you go. Super cool. <laughs> Tell us about some of the other guests you've got on. What have been the more interesting characters? Any spring to mind? Uh, we've had Alex, longtime hero in Teddy Richards, premiership player for the <laughs> Sydney Swans. Oh, God. <laughs> he's, actually now, he's actually now in finance, would you believe it? Is he? Um, yeah, we had a good time chatting to Alan Kohler, Wayne Swan, ex-Federal uh, Treasurer. We had a good time chatting to him. Um, I always like talking to the behavioral finance experts and getting a bit of an insight into the mind of a trader and investor. That's always good fun, um, hearing some of the stories and the cognitive biases that we always try to be aware of but fall short almost all the time and forget that they're there. Um, yeah. What about you, Ren? Any standouts? I think some of the fund managers that we've spoken to, I found really interesting. Um, we've spoken to a fund manager from New York who is focused on uh, medical marijuana and, and that, and we found that learning about that industry really interesting. Uh, some of the value investors who, you know, have different strategies and um, different different methodologies. The breath of fresh air for millennials. Guys, tell me, <laughs> do, do millennials find investing difficult, tricky, where's their mindset at? Give us some education. It's all about Bitcoin, really. (laughs) (laughs) Bitcoin, Netflix, Facebook. Look, I think from feedback that we get from our our audience and the groups that we have and the conversations that we have with them, it's certainly something that they're very aware of, something that they know that they should be sort of spending a bit of energy and time looking into. But when you put it all together and 
everything in life you know you might be ha- you might have university fees to pay or you've just started a new job and there's often this mindset that investing requires a lot of money to get started and uh, a lot of time and energy and there's that fear aspect as well look you know i've spent so long and hard hours working for my money the last thing i want to do is risk losing it and i think that you know that's the biggest hurdle for a lot of the the guys and girls that we speak to is overcoming that fear of of losing what you've worked so hard for um as well as you know they have this mindset that investing is something that they should be at least focusing on so there's this balance between trying to get it right what's the right way to get into the market where am i going to get information that's digestible and easy to understand do you guys worry about the property market being out of reach um personally it's something that i'm not desperately striving towards right now i think that the what the the benefits from investing in stocks um is just as good if not better than investing in property the ease at which i can invest in stocks i can buy a stock from my bed if i want with the single click of a button <laughs> like it's so easy the costs involved in buying property i think for i don't want to put myself into you know, half a million, three quarters of a million dollars worth of debt at this age where I could be putting my money into things that are going to start generating income and revenue for me now. Um, my my view on property is something that I will obviously aspire to later in life, but I'm not breaking my back to get there. Probably. Give us three top pieces of advice that you guys have learned doing the podcast, Equity Mates, for our listeners. So uh, do you want to go one for one for this, Bryce? Sure. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll kick it off. I reckon um, no, number one uh, most important is um, uh, just understand the eighth wonder of the world that is compounding. Understand what it can do for your investing returns. Understand what a long time horizon means for you, and from that comes getting in the market early. Very good, twenty-eight year olds. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Mine is that the best lessons are learnt while doing and there's no better education than being in the market regardless of how many books and podcasts and videos you can watch and read. There's no better um, education than actually getting in there and doing it. So start now. Big tick number two. Number three. Uh, This is – this might – well, look, I should say number three is listen to the Equity Mates Investing Podcast. But but I think, uh, and this might contradict a bit what Bryce has said, um, but I wholeheartedly agree you learn best by doing. But I also think there's a lot of value in uh, in reading. And, you know, we're millennials, the, the stereotype is we don't read enough. But some of the investing books that are out there are just unbelievable. They've stood the test of time. And even if you don't have a finance background or don't know, you know, anything about finance, pick up some of these books. Well, what can you say to that? Guys, where do people go to find out about Equity Mates and to log on to you to listen to your dulcet tones? <laughs> you know what? Someone has actually said that to me before. <laughs> I used to, I used to work in a bank and I was friendly. 
friends with this customer and uh, would often speak to her over the phone. And she and when I told her I was leaving, she said, I'm going to miss listening to your dulcet tones. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to miss listening to your dulcet tones. <laughs> but uh, if you want to find more about Equity Mates, we've got our website, equitymates.com. But we're much more active on all of your podcast feeds, uh, on all of your major ones. We're on Spotify, YouTube as well. Uh, and we have some great content coming out on our Instagram and Facebook. We've uh, got a discussion group on Facebook that uh, has a, a lot of engaged millennial investors asking all the uh, questions that all beginners want to know. So uh, you can find us on all your social media as well. Spoken like a true millennial. Bryce and Alec, thank you very much for your time today and inspiring a generation to invest. Thank you, Caroline. That was fun. Thank you. And that's it for today's episode of Talking Trading. Stay tuned next week, guys, for a high-octane energy interview with the fabulous guest, Jeremy Newsom from the USA, and how Forrest Gump inspired Jeremy's first purchase in the market and to how he's gone on to become a sophisticated trader. You'll love him. And now, in the meantime, stay tuned to hear Louise Bedford give a review of Talking Trading. Louise Bedford here. Make sure you're subscribed to this podcast on talkingtrading.com.au and if you'd like to get my free trading plan template, you can register on my website, tradinggame.com.au. I have been so amused by some of the comments on iTunes. You have to get over there and read some of those reviews. And if you do get a chance, we would really appreciate it if you give us a beautiful review, perhaps with a big five-star rating attached to it as well, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Now, just sifting through all of the ones that we've got here, let me find one to read to you. Oh, there's Anna Ware. Anna did our mentor program a few years ago, actually. And Anna says, the thing that sets this trading podcast above the others is the quality. It's 20 minutes of quality interviews and thought-provoking trading-related topics. The content is rich and the 20 minutes just fly by. Only criticism is that it only comes out once a week. Oh, thanks, Anna. What a beautiful thing to say. You know, you just give us so much energy to make sure that we keep providing top-quality information. So have a wonderful trading week from the team at Talking Trading and we'll provide another episode for you next week. The views represented on Talking Trading are generally nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regards to your own situation.